0: Steve and Sharon in Minnesota are high earners. Can they get more money into their Roth IRA without paying more tax? That's today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 455. Also, should Fred in Western New York do Roth conversions before required minimum distributions kick in? If Mike in Utah saves on health care premiums now, will that mean large RMDs and tax bills for him later? Should Mark in Maryland do a backdoor Roth after maxing out his 401k? And should Joseph in Kansas contribute to his new employer's traditional or Roth 401k? If you've got money questions or to get a full retirement spitball analysis of your own, go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com, click Ask Joe and Big Al on air, and send us your details. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA.
1: Got Fred on the line here. He goes, hey, Al, Joe, Andy, name's Fred. I've been enjoying your podcast for a little over a year now and find it both informative and entertaining. Much more on both fronts than other financial podcasts I've tried in the past. I've turned a couple of my friends on the podcast and they join too. Well, thanks, Fred. Keep up the good work. I'm hoping you can provide a spitball for me. Uh, boom. Okay, here we go. He's retired a couple months ago. Billed, turning 65 here in a few months. I'm divorced. Live in New York and have two grown children. They are completely launched and out to payroll. Right, congratulations. I drive a 2019 Subaru Cross Check. Cross Track. Ooh, Cross Track. Subaru Cross Track. I would think someone that drives a Subaru cross check would be from like Portland.
2: Yeah. Or Colorado, right? Or Colorado. Need that four wheel drive to get to the mountains. I don't I know. know. Maybe the snow, right?
1: I suppose. Okay. Drink a choice is either a nice doubt while watching my Buffalo bills or little Tito's gimlet on the rocks. Little well, gimlet. It's the first gimlet we've had in a while. <laughs> Since retiring, I've worked as an engineering consultant, making approximately $20,000 per year. Going forward, I like to replace working with a little bit more volunteer and traveling. Tracking my spending, I find I spend roughly $6,000 a month, inclusive of state and federal taxes. Fortunately, my low income since retiring has allowed me to be covered by the New York State's Essential Health Care Plan. Right, So he's got no monthly premium. And a 2000 max out of pocket per year. It's pretty good. This obviously will change as I go into Medicare next year. Currently, I live with my three year old English Springer Spang Spaniel. You know, he's got a house valued at $500,000. There's $160,000 outstanding balance at 2.75% on a 20 year mortgage. No prepayments for me. To cover monthly expenses, I've used a combined of my consulting income and a little bit of cash, I currently have approximately $85,000 in cash and a high-yield interest money market account, paying 5%. Beginning next month, I'll start drawing $2,000 a month from two annuities I've held for years. Next April, I'll also start drawing $1,000 per month from a pension. Again, I plan to make up any monthly shortfalls for my cash reserves. I don't plan to take Social Security until my full retirement age of 66 and 10 months. Social Security will provide me another $3,600 per month, bearing any big changes now and then. My monthly nut should be covered by the combination of the annuities, my pension, and the Social Security. My retirement nest egg being professionally managed at Fidelity. My holdings include the following. <laughs> He's got $300,000 in qualified money, another $100. Eighty-four thousand are called two hundred grand in a rollover IRA, twenty-two thousand dollars in an inherited IRA, thirty-five in a Roth, and five hundred in a brokerage account. <clears throat> Given the high national debt, it's my expectation that current tax rates will have to increase after the current sunset. So, my question: Do you think it'd be advantageous to start converting my qualified accounts to Roth once I turn sixty-five? Limiting conversions to take me to the top of the 22% tax bracket. I pay any taxes due using funds from my inherited IRA or the funds in my brokerage account. The advantages I see for this approach are twofold. One, lessen my future tax burden, assuming tax rates go up, and two, reduce taxes due to my beneficiaries for any money I don't consume before passing. An advisor I used in the past told me they didn't see much benefit in my case. I feel there is. Thanks in advance for your spitball. All right.
0: I just want to say nice job on the advantageous, Joe. Oh, yes. I told you <laughs> i been
1: practicing. Yeah. It shows. Practicing my craft. Yes. Reading <laughs>
2: it's, it's showing. <laughs> uh, on certain words. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Fred's, he's in a good spot here. He's uh, in a great
2: I spot. Know. I mean, just to summarize, I mean, Counting the annuities, he's got a million dollars and then he's got social security that's going to pay him about 43,000 a year, right? Pension at 12,000. You just take those two alone without even thinking about the annuities. That's 55,000. He wants to spend 72 or that's what he's currently spending. That shortfall is 17,000. It's a 1.7% distribution rate. If he takes the annuities or not, it still works, right? So, so this looks good from a retirement standpoint, being able to afford uh, retirement. But the question is, should he go Roth or not? And he's got, doesn't have a lot he can convert. He's got 184,000. 184, 500,000. 500,000. 500, yeah. if you, Yeah. Counting the annuity. Correct.
1: He's got different types of annuities out He's got this fixed annuity of 290,000. And then he's um, looking at drawing from a like immediate annuity or something like that to get the 2000 bucks a month.
2: Got it. Okay. That I didn't get from this, but you're
1: smarter than I. <laughs> so so the, here's his liquid assets. So he's got, I don't know, three, four, let's call it $500,000 in retirement accounts. He doesn't necessarily need any of these dollars. He needs a couple of bucks over the next couple of years right? right until Social Security kicks in he wants to wait until 66 in 10 months. So there's a little bit of a gap, but he's got plenty of money in a brokerage account and cash. Yeah. The question is, does he convert? And so he's 60, how old is he? 65,
2: 65.
1: Yep. So he's got 10 years. You call 500 grand in 10 years is a million bucks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. True. So then you take that million bucks and what's your required minimum distribution. It's about 4%. Right. So that's about $40,000 of income. So then you add it to your other current income to figure out, all right, what tax bracket am I going to be in? And in Fred's case, clearly 22% bracket, which was supposed to become 25% in just, you know, three years, right? Yep.
1: Yep. So, yeah, it, th- that makes a ton of sense. I think he's right on track. It's all right. He's kind of forecasting a little bit. My monthly note is going to be covered by my fixed income sources. I got $500,000 in qualified plans. Let's say by the time he has to take money from the retirement accounts, just assume as you know his money doubles in, in 10 years. It could be a lot more than that. It could be a lot less than that. But this is an assumption. So it's a million dollars in retirement accounts. He has to take out $40,000 on top of his fixed income. Those RMDs are going to be at the 25% tax rate or could be higher depending on where tax rates go. He could convert now in the 22. So the the question is, would you rather pay tax at 22% and have those dollars compound 100% tax-free for you for the rest of your life and your heir's life? Or do you want to continue to kick the can down the road and pay potentially higher taxes when your RMDs hit?
2: Yeah, another way that I think about it is with Social Security and pension, fifty-five thousand. So that's equivalent to almost a million and a half of assets. In other words, million and a half times four percent, actually sixty thousand. But that's roughly. So that's kind of almost like you have a million and a half already in a retirement account. Then you add the five hundred to it. So it's kind of almost like you have a couple million. So if you think of it that way, it's like, yeah, because my RMDs sit on top of all this fixed income. Sure, I'm actually kind of have a tax problem and you add the income up together, there's no way your uh, Fred isn't going to be in the 22 or future 25% bracket or whatever bracket it becomes. So yeah, 100%, I think Roth conversions make a lot of sense, particularly with all the money in cash and the brokerage account.
1: Yeah, I would not take money out of the inherited, well, he has to take the money out of the inherited IRA anyway. That's just going to add to the tax. So you're going to do less conversions if you're using the inherited IRA to pay the tax. I would yep. much rather have you take the money out of the inherited IRA to live off of. He's got, what, nine more years to liquidate. Uh, right. You, yes. Use cash or the brokerage account, I think, to pay the tax. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Because if you're taking money out of the the inherited IRA, now you're just increasing your taxable income, which means you can do less Roth conversion.
0: There are several actions you can take to lower your 2023 tax bill, including a Roth conversion, but you've only got about six weeks left to do them. Register now and attend our live, free end of year tax planning webinar tomorrow at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time, with Pure Financial's tax planning manager, Amanda Cook CPA. Learn about the strategies that can help you reduce your tax liability and which ones fit for your specific needs and goals. Plus, get all your tax questions answered live and in person tomorrow at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app now to go to the show notes and sign up. And don't forget to tell your friends.
1: Got Mike from Utah. He goes, hello, I've been enjoying your podcast for the last couple of years and This is one of my go-to podcasts while hiking in the mountains. Nice. Well, Mike's in a beautiful mountain in Utah.
2: Yeah, that'll that'll be prettier than ours. I can
1: almost guarantee it. He's 61 years old. He's been retired for about three years. His wife, 62, retired two years ago. He drives a 2023 Chevy Bolt EV and a 2024 Corvette Stingray. Nice.
2: Well, that's quite a gamut of cars, right?
1: Yeah, a little midlife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have a couple of drinks on the weekend cheap rum and diet Coke for me and my wife prefers little tito in crystal light another titos our current expenses are five thousand dollars a month we fund these expenses with cash we pulled from the market about three years ago we have no outstanding debt including the house our current plan is for wife to start Social Security in five years at 67 with the benefit of two thousand dollars a month I would wait nine years until 70 with a benefit of 35 or forty five hundred dollars a month I will receive a small pension of eleven thousand dollars per year not adjusted for inflation going forward at age 65. our portfolio is as follows uh non-retirement accounts let's see he's got three four five six seven six fifty. In non-retirement accounts, Roth IRA, Big Al, $1.2 Yeah, that is amazing. Giant. Congrats, Mike. I mean, very that's rarely what, we see a Roth IRA that large. Yeah, I
2: mean, when's the last time you saw one over a million bucks? I mean, it's unusual.
1: Very unusual. Mike's
0: been listening to this show for a few years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. IRA, he's got $800,000 in an IRA. He's got also annuity at 360000 and another HSA of 30000 Okay. All right. While we do not include any potential inheritance for our financial planning, it's reasonable to expect to inherit about $1.2 million in current dollars. Within the next 10 years, we have been doing Roth conversions to the top of the 12% tax bracket and paying federal state taxes on cash on hand. So how old is Mike? 61. Oh, 61. So he's been retired for how long? Two years? couple years, Three years. Three yeah. years. All right. And so he's been converting to the top of the 12, and he's got 1.2 million in Roths. All right. Yeah. As a result, we are able to get a high deductible health and dental insurance policy for about $245 a month through the healthcare marketplace. We're planning to continue these Roth conversions until my wife's Social Security starts five years, then reevaluate the impact of taxes on our Social Security income. We have hesitant on doing larger Roth conversions and move it up to the 22% tax bracket as we do not see our taxable income increasing significantly in the coming years, or at least until RMD start. And then that will move us into the 22% tax bracket. The larger Roth conversions would likely result in the increase of $12,000 for healthcare premiums for the next three years until my wife can start Medicare at 65 we are concerned that we are saving some money on health care premiums, staying in that 12% tax bracket at the expense of large RMDs in the future. Any spitball in our situation would be appreciated. Keep up the good work. Mike from Utah. All right. We get this question often. We do. Is that, here's what happens. People save a ton of money, but we don't see this where people saved a ton of money and they already have $1.2 in and are off. It's right. usually they have a couple million dollars in a retirement account and then they have some money in cash in a brokerage account and so they might retire a little bit early and so they, they qualify for the Affordable Care Act or some some credits or uh, just like the other caller had some credits from from the state of New York Mike has got a um a cheap Health care plan with good benefits he's like man if I increase my adjusted gross income that's going to kick me out of these benefits where I'm going to have to pay higher for my health care. So what what should I do? Should I just kind of bite the bullet and maybe increase my income to get money into a Roth IRA to reduce my future tax liability? But then I'm also going to lose the benefit of the health care. So you you have to do the math on both sides of the equation, I guess.
2: Yeah. So in other words, if you have $12,000 more in health care, you just add that to the tax that you're going to pay to figure out your effective rate. And I'm gonna say without doing that calculation, this is what I would do. <laughs> I would keep doing the small conversions till I hit 65. And then once I go on Medicare, it doesn't matter, right? So then what I would it does matters,
1: do... you got Irma.
2: I know, but it doesn't matter as much. I mean, sure. it doesn't, you're right, it does matter, but I would do some bigger conversions and, and you, so the, Mike has about 800,000 to work with that he's trying to convert, which is, you know, it's a good, it's a good sum. If he doesn't do anything in by the RMD age, it's going to probably be a million and a half to 2 million, maybe, depending upon the market. I think it makes sense to keep doing it. But that's what I would do. I would do my bigger conversions after I was taking Medicare. So I'm not part of this federal subsidy. And yes, it's going to increase my Medicare premiums. I understand that. But the increase in Medicare premiums is a lot less than the $12,000. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, if he stays in the 22% tax bracket, but he also has to realize, too, is that tax rates are potentially going to go up. So just do the math. If if he goes a little bit higher than that 12%, I, I don't know what the subsidies start at, and I don't know what his taxable income is. So you could play with the numbers there, too. I don't know if it's at the state marketplace is what he's referring to in Utah, or is that a federal, is he talking about the Affordable Care Act on the federal side?
2: Well, I think it's the same thing, Affordable Care Act, but it's run by the state. Exchange, so I think that's what he's talking about. He's getting subsidies for the feds from the feds for the the state-run insurance. I I think that's what he's talking about. But I yeah,
1: forget I, what those limits are. Maybe you go to the top because you see the top of the twelve percent tax bracket. But could you jump in the a little bit into the twenty-two and still get the subsidies?
2: As a married couple, I don't think so. If I recall, it's around twenty thousand dollars for a person. A couple would be about forty thousand. I might be a little off, or no. Let's see. No, I said that wrong. I think it's twenty thousand dollars for a couple, but then you multiply that by four, four hundred percent to get to eighty. And once you hit eighty thousand, roughly in rough numbers, right. then you hit this cliff where you get no benefit whatsoever.
1: Got it. So, so, it's so like my, yeah, a I lot mean, handle on it than
2: I do. Well, <laughs> you are right, Joe. I mean, just do the math and find out what makes the most sense: future tax brackets versus now. But that's probably what I would. The conclusion I would come to you is smaller conversions till 65 bigger ones after. That's probably what I would do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I figure you might
2: have a different answer.
1: <laughs> I, I do because well, first of all, he's got several million dollars, or at least a couple million dollars. And I think the subsidy program wasn't necessarily built for people that had a couple million dollars, but I get you you gotta, you know, you can plan and save and and do all yep. of those those things. So God bless
2: you. You can make that argument, but there's also the argument that these benefits are here for those that are can take advantage of, and so so why not, right? Yeah, he's
1: doing good planning. Yeah, yeah. I would run the numbers. I think sometimes people trip over dollars to pick up pennies. I would agree with that statement. And if if he's got longevity, and he already knows the power of tax free, because he's done a phenomenal job of getting over a million dollars in a Roth IRA. So he's still young enough where you get the compounding effect of tax-free dollars. I mean, it's huge. It's, the purchasing power of those dollars are going to be worth more in the future. So I would just look at it to say, hey, yeah, I might have to spend a little bit more by doing these conversions, but if I believe that tax rates are going to go up, and if I want to have a lot more flexibility, or if I want to leave a legacy tax-free to the next generation, I mean, there's a lot more things that he should be considering versus $12,000 today versus whatever in the future, because I think the future benefit is probably going to be larger. That's just my two cents. I don't know him with Adam. I don't know what his goals are, and I don't know (laughs) anything besides that.
2: Yeah, so I disagree, but that's cool. And I think also, Joe, people that have saved this well, right? They it's hard to it's hard to bypass a benefit of twelve grand.
1: For sure. <laughs> right. That's why he's got several million dollars. Correct.
2: Yeah. So it's hard, it's kind of hard to flip that switch. So anyway, we have a slightly difference of opinion, but there's no wrong answer. Mike, you're in a great spot no matter what you do.
1: All right. Congrats, Mike. And enjoy the hike in the mountains. Got Mark from MD from Maryland. Hey Joe, big gal, Andy. Wife and I drive boring company cars. All right. So, Mark, he used to drink anything and everything. But eventually had to pass that baton to the younger and more spirited generation due to health reasons. Oh, that's too bad.
2: Yeah, that's too bad.
1: The wife likes the occasional glass, sometimes the whole bottle of Chardonnay. That's <laughs> ball. Uh, Where to invest after maxing out the 401k? Okay, so Mark, he's fifty nine. He makes one hundred twenty grand a year. He's got seven hundred fifty. He's got a million dollars in retirement accounts. Uh, his spouse is sixty two. She makes one hundred sixty thousand, and she's got one point two million dollars in retirement accounts. So keep score about two and a half million dollars, two point two million in retirement accounts. Right. Got home of five hundred thousand, no mortgage. Got joint account two million dollars at Vanguard. After-tax mutual funds, E-Trade account with some individual stocks, got 600000 in cash-like stuff, have maxed out $30,000 each in our employer 401k plan. So now what? All right, so here's some bullet points. We cannot okay. make a front-door Roth IRA contribution. All right, so let's see. What's his total income? $280,000 minus... Twenty-five minus sixty will get him to just under the limit.
2: It's it's close, but he's got two million in brokerage, so it's probably oh, capital gains, it's... interest, dividends. I'm guessing.
1: Okay, so yeah, I agree with that. We cannot make a Roth 401k contribution. Okay, I don't know why you can't. Is it because well, maybe the company doesn't allow
2: it? I'm guessing oh, doesn't have a... one. Doesn't have a Roth option. Most companies do,
1: though. I know. I would double check with your HR to see if you have a Roth provision in the 401k plan.
2: Yeah, me too. Or if you don't, you, first of all, you work for one of the few companies that doesn't have one, but why not try to lobby to get one?
1: So, yeah. God, with 60000 I, I I would like to look at his tax return. Yeah, Because he might be able to squeeze in some Roth contributions. Close. It's pretty, it's close. I agree. Because what's the AGI limits for Roth is 218 to 228. So call it 220 to 230. Is that 280 minus 60 plus the standard deduction? So, or Machi?
2: Yeah, maybe. It it just depends upon the interest dividend. Yeah, capital gains, all that stuff.
1: Okay. So Roth 401k contribution, double check your employer, see if you can do that. Can either of us make a backdoor Roth conversion? I would have a problem with the pro rata rule, but can my wife? Yes, she can. Um, yes. Even she's fully funding her 401k plan. She does not have any IRAs. So she could do a non-deductible IRA and then convert that into a Roth without paying tax because it's an after-tax contribution.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize, Joe, you can max out a 401k, but still max out an IRA or Roth contribution or back to a Roth con-
1: contribution. Let's see. What about a post-tax 401k contribution? Well, if you don't have a Roth provision, do you think he's got a post-tax?
2: Yeah, that's, that would be super unlikely. I mean, <laughs> most plans have Roth provisions, but very few
1: have the after-tax. Some do. So, all right he's looking at after-tax contributions. So if you're doing an after-tax contribution into the 401k plan, those after-tax dollars could be converted directly into a Roth IRA without paying any tax as well. So it's just like a, a backdoor Roth contribution. You've already paid the tax on the dollars. Those dollars go into a Roth IRA and then compound tax-free the same as a after-tax contribution into a 401k. So... He goes, there's a contribution limit of 73500 minus Joe. This is a minus sign. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Pre tax contribution, less employer matching. I changed it to less just in case there was any confusion. Yeah, he's got smart.
0: minus and less in his sentence.
1: Yeah, he's a little smart <laughs> pants. Right. He's ribbing on me, which I enjoy. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this grows tax free, but we'll have to come out with RMDs, correct? No, they changed the rules with Roth 401ks. I forget when that starts, next year?
2: Yeah, it's. I believe you're right. It, but it's either next year or you're, I I don't know, but it's soon.
1: It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're going to retire or you have time before your RMDs, let's say if I had Roth money in a 401k today, I would just move those Roth 401k dollars into a Roth IRA. That would avoid the RMD entirely. Or if I have the Roth 401k and I'm not going to be RMD age, or my required beginning date is not for several years, then don't worry about it because they've already changed the line. In a couple of years, there, there won't be any RMDs out of the Roth 401k. Yeah, 100% agree. Okay. Also, I have to track basis in this style of investing to get any benefit. No. He's thinking, well, it depends because some of the dollars might come out pro rata. But yeah. on your 401k statement, you're going to see pre-tax and post-tax dollars, and so let's say I had a hundred thousand dollars in my retirement account in uh, on my statement because I have Roth provision in our 401k, so I have pre-tax and I have post-tax. When I look at the statement, it's going to say fifty thousand Roth, fifty thousand um, regular, unleaded. Whatever, yes, right. <laughs> so. You, you already know how much money that you have in, in, in regards to basis. So if your plan is going to come out pro rata, this is where the distribution rules get funny depending on the plan documents. Because if it comes out pro rata, let's say you take a dollar out, well, 50 cents is going to be tax-free and 50 cents is going to be taxable because you have 50% of the account in raw, 50% of the account in pre-tax. So some 401k plans say, all right, it, it's got to come out pro rata. Other accounts are going to be, you'll be able to choose and pick and say, no, I want to take a distribution, but I want to take the distribution from the Roth, or I want to take the distribution from pre-tax, or here's the percentage that I want to take out in pre-tax versus Roth. So you're going to have to do a little bit deeper look on your plan document. That's why I think it always makes sense just to roll the money into, into IRAs, because then you don't have one account with pre-tax and post-tax in it that could get confusing as you're taking money out.
2: Yeah, and the mechanism for that is when you roll it out to a, to an IRA, the pre-tax part goes to the IRA, the Roth part goes to the Roth IRA. So then it's completely separate. You can do what you want.
1: All right, let's see. I think that's it. Thanks a lot for the question, Mark from Maryland. I'm glad you love the show. Do you think a Roth 401k would be a better strategy for 2024 and 2025? Yeah, go for it. You're in the 20% tax bracket. You don't have any Roth money? I think so.
2: Yeah. I mean, for people that can afford it, Mark is in the 24% bracket, which is a great bracket based upon what other income and assets he already has. So yeah, I think it's a great idea.
0: Let's talk for a second about the word recession. Does it make you want to run for the hills or do you look for a golden opportunity? Uncertain market conditions have some pundits forecasting a recession, which can impact your portfolio and your ability to retire. And taking the wrong actions during a recession can take decades to recover from and it can delay your retirement. Watch How to Build a Recession-Proof Portfolio on YMYW TV and download the companion guide for free from the podcast show notes. Learn the signs of a recession, how to position your portfolio portfolio accordingly, and how to prepare to grow your wealth regardless of the economy and market conditions. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes, watch How to Build a Recession-Proof Portfolio, and download the Recession Protection Guide, all free, all yours, courtesy of Your Money, Your Wealth.
1: Got a little email coming in from the homeland here, Big Al. We got Stephen Sharon from Roseville, Minnesota. Wow. You know where that is? I do know where Roseville is. I bet you do. Yep. Dear Andy Joe, now, I have a question about asset location. My biggest worry is that I don't have enough money in tax-free Roth accounts, and it's going to cause issues after we retire. Well, that's no good. Early in my career, my income went above the limit to contribute to a Roth IRA, so there isn't much in there now. I'm wondering if we should do a backdoor Roth. Okay, sure. Everyone loves the backdoor. They do. We haven't really talked about backdoor Roth lately. It's coming back. (laughs) Making a comeback, huh? Yep. Start investing in my company's Roth 401k instead of a regular 401k. Or just wait until we retire and our income tax rate is lower to do more backdoor Roth. (laughs) I think he means conversion. Yeah, I think so. We currently have $6.4 million in assets, of which $465,000 in cash, $6 million is invested in $1 million in my wife's rollover 401k or rollover IRA. He's got $2 million in his 401k. He's got eight hundred grand in a brokerage account, $400,000 in the ESOP, sixty five dollars in 529s, $30,000 in my wife's simple, $32,000 in my wife's SEP. in Roth IRAs, 20,000 in IRAs, and 20,000 in HSAs, and 1.6 in our house that's paid off. Congrats, man. Yeah, that's a lot. Killing it in Roseville. Our investment mix is 70% stocks, 20 bonds, 5 alternatives, 5% cash. We also draw $18,000 per year from a $1 million NIMCRUT uh oh. you <laughs> getting sophisticated he here. It is. Everybody.
2: Net investment makeup charitable remainder unit trust. Uh, I was going to say, man. that's a acronym
0: an acronym I have not heard before. It's oh, a okay, ma-
2: yeah, mouthful.
1: Like. NIMCRUTS. <laughs> Remember NIMCRUTS, bud?
2: Yeah, I, I do, right? We had some clients, whether they did the net income CRUT or the net income makeup CRUT. Yes. Or the, what was the one that changed midstream? Yeah. The FLIP, the FLIP
1: CRUT. Oh, Remember flip that? Red. Yeah. Yeah. Flip, yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. We still so, use those.
1: Yeah, we would, Alan and I were on the road show. This is prior to the real estate crash of 2008. Real estate was going through the roof. Everyone here in Southern California just wanted to be a real estate guru. Right. So, Myself really,
2: included. Yeah.
1: We were talking about how to get rid of highly appreciated real estate tax efficiently. So we're doing these workshops all over some, um, Southern California. And the people that would show up there. They'd be like, why on earth would you want to invest in anything else but real estate? You know how much money I made in real estate and everything else? And then just like six months, eight months later, boop.
2: They lost everything.
1: Here goes your net worth, brother. (laughs) People would say, I would never invest in the stock market because I can drive by my house and- I I can touch it. right? I can touch touch the grass. (laughs) You can't touch stock. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, we man? heard that
2: a lot. So we <laughs> talked about it. I
1: can smell it. I can kiss it.
2: Yeah. We talked about charitable remainder trust quite a bit because that is a really good vehicle if you have a highly appreciate, appreciated property that you want to sell and not pay current taxation. Another day, another topic. But anyway, that's what that is.
1: Yeah. And so this was created five years ago. So our buddy from Roseville, Minnesota, he had highly appreciated company stock. And he used those funds to pay for a two million dollar whole life insurance policy for his kids at five at nine thousand dollars annually. Uh, we don't count this in our net worth for investments. Okay, he's okay. fifty-four. Yep. Yeah. Would you set up a crut in a life insurance policy, second to die at fifty?
2: <laughs> it seems a little early, but I have seen that before, Joe. I 50. have seen that.
1: Yeah. All right. Some master planning there. Yeah. Because that, it, you're kind of stuck with that strategy. You,
2: know? Do you think uh, he met with our friend uh,
1: Mark Kay <laughs> <laughs> and went over <laughs> this? He <laughs> <Yes, I> have. <should've. laughs> I wonder if he's got a Pert. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he does. Oh, uh, all right. So he's 54. He's making $300,000 a year. Uh, 2019 Ford Raptor. Ooh, drink a little rye whiskey, old fashions. My wife's 48 years old, self employed, $100,000 a year, drives a 2019 Volvo XC90. That sounds pretty sexy. Uh, is that Volvo uh, Instructable SUV? I believe. Instructable? I mean, that's why you buy Volvos, right? Because you probably get the. Oh, yeah, in indestructible. Car, Got it. They're safe. Yeah, you might be prone for car accidents. So yeah. Pretty safe Yep. The house. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have two kids, 13 and 11, and burn about $150,000 a year in expenses. I plan to retire before 60, my wife before 55. With our tax rate at 35%, 37%, I struggle to put money in towards Roth. Spitball is appreciated on our asset location question. Stephen Sharon from Roseville. All right. Well, congratulations first on 48 and 54. They're doing quite well. Yeah,
2: fantastic.
1: Gosh, I still don't. Man. Taking a million dollars out of your estate five years ago, forty-nine <laughs> years old, right. and then you're just looking to pass that money to the kid, so he's going to have to fund that policy for quite some time. You,
2: you know where where I saw this from someone younger. And this was years ago. It's when the estate tax exemption was six hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. Now that it's thirteen million per person, roughly. Yeah. You, you don't see this so much anymore.
1: But anyway, he got a tax deduction. I don't know what he did with the tax deduction when he put the money into the NIMCRAT. Maybe he just saved some money on the ordinary income that was coming in with him and his wife. A uh, yep. p- few things that I see. I would change the wife's 401k, I mean, to the step and the simple, unless she has employees. You could change that to a 401k plan. And then you could do a profit sharing on top of that. You have $800,000 in a brokerage account, so she could fund a 401k plan, and then she could also do a profit sharing plan on top of that. So part of that would be, let's say, a solo Roth 401k, and then she could still get pre-tax dollars in. So it's basically you're taking money from the brokerage account, and you're just trying to put that into a Roth account by keeping your taxes neutral. So if you're in the 37% tax bracket, right, How do I get money into the Roth IRA without paying more in tax? Or another way to say it, let's say his tax bill last year was $100,000, just hypothetical. How can I keep that tax bill $100,000 and get as much money into the Roth IRA as possible? That's one way to do it. You're just kind of manipulating the taxes by setting up different types of accounts, especially for his wife that is self-employed. But he's 54 and she's 48. They're young. Right? And he's I would get money in the Roth IRA. You're, you're not gonna miss the tax deduction. I would try to jam as much money in. I'm in a I'm not gonna I'm in a decent tax bracket. And I don't yeah. care about the tax deduction today because I don't want to pay taxes in the future. I'm ripping off the band-aid. I don't care. I'm not gonna miss the tax deduction. The the few thousand dollars that I save in tax today. I, I'm going to make that up in the future, and I'm going to be that much more happy by looking at this giant pool of cash that's going to come to me tax-free.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I probably would do it differently.
1: Yeah, because you're a CPA.
2: In the highest brackets, I would go for the deduction. And then if I was going to retire in five or six years at age 60, I got 15 years to convert this stuff in lower brackets. That's that's what I would do.
1: He's got $3 million, Al.
2: I know. It's a big number. I I get it. I get it. But that, anyway, that's what I would do. I would I would probably, let's see, I guess we didn't even talk about whether there's a after-tax component of the 401k. That would be a good thing to get a whole bunch of money in that mega back to a Roth and mm. get money to a Roth that way. You know, another thought I had while looking at this, which is unrelated to a Roth, but still important is it sounds like maybe with an ESOP account, there's a company that was pretty successful. Do you have company stock in your 401k? Is it a public company? If so, you might uh, qualify for an NUA, net unrealized appreciation, where when you retire, the, the stock gets taken out of your 401k, put into your brokerage account, and you only pay current tax, ordinary income tax on what your cost basis is, what you paid for that stock. And then the capital gain part, when you actually sell the stock, is at capital gain rate. So don't know enough about your situation. Uh, I already
1: know what happened to Stephen Sharon here. You do? Yep. Because of the ESOP plan, there was a liquidity event in his company five years ago, and he got company stock. I'm guessing. I have no idea who the hell these people are, but they're from Minnesota, so I feel a connection here. Yeah. And so they got the million dollars, and they, they, they got the big estate planning attorney and the broker. They came in, and they did a little dog and pony show, and they were like, this is what you do to avoid taxes in this liquidity event that you're going to have. You're going to set up a NIMCRUT. We're going to put the company stock in the NIMCRUT. You're going to sell it. You're not going to pay any tax. And then we're going to distribute the money out to you. But if you die prematurely, guess what? All that money goes to charity. So we're going to set up a wealth replacement trust. Yes. There, you're going to pay a premium with this wealth replacement trust. And you could take some of the money from the NIMCRUT and fund that wealth replacement trust. Because if you die prematurely, then the heirs are going to receive $2 million versus the $1 million dollars that's in the account. Yes, so I, I, think, I, I think you're right. That's exactly what happened.
2: I think you're right on in that part, 100%. I'm just suggesting if there's a public company and there's company stock in the 401k, you might want to look at an NUA. But you know what? His question was on asset location.
1: Well, he's talking about tax diversification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, He wants more money into a Roth IRA. Should I get more money in a Roth IRA? Is it a th- 37% tax bracket? He's got 6000000 bucks. million. He's got very little in Roth. Yes, put the money into the Roth. You're young. Jam it in there. I don't care. I, yeah. That's what I would do.
2: And I would say, wait till you retire, then do huge conversions for 15 years. <laughs> that's what I would probably do.
1: I would slowly, because he doesn't have that much money in a brokerage account. to, If he retires at 55, or she's going to retire at 55, 60, I suppose, yeah, that would work. But all right. Thanks for the question, Stephen Chair. Joe and Al. Joe and Big Al. This is Joseph from Wichita, Kansas. I really appreciate your show. My CPA friend suggested about a year ago, and I've been listening religiously since. Well, thank you, CPA friend, and thank you, Joseph. Currently listening as I clean out my apartment, drinking an ice-cold Keystone Light. Oh, yeah. No Keystone. I'm a simple man. But we'll also drink whatever's put in my face. No, Joseph.
2: I don't know if I can
1: I can't. I mean, there's, I got to draw the line.
2: Like a double IPA?
1: Yeah, there's no way I would drink that. (laughs) I'd much rather have a ice water. I water it, yeah, I hear you. My wife and I are moving, and I took a new job in the private sector after working for a local government the past three years. In my previous job, my employer did not contribute, but I was required to contribute 4% of the state retirement program. I knew I would not be working under the retirement program for long and wouldn't be vested. My question, based on our finances below, would it be smart to begin a Roth or normal 401k with my new employer? Got a little theme going. Yeah, we do. They will match six percent with an extra three percent added at the end of the year due to our large allocation. Due to our larger allocation of Roth, with setting up my new retirement pre-tax balance, our tax allocation more effectively or efficiently. We would like to retire around fifty five and spend about one hundred thousand dollars a year in today's dollars. We currently spend thirty one thousand dollars a year and save and invest fifty four thousand bucks a year. I'm twenty nine. Wife is twenty eight. Oh, um, wow! Look at you! <laughs> Look at the big wallet on Joseph here from Wichita. Yeah, that that's impressive. Of thirty one thousand dollars a year. That is <laughs> in Wichita, San Diego. That, wasn't there just something? Everyone's like. San about
0: Diego's meat. like the most expensive place in the in the country to live. Wait, I think this, it was a headline. Said that,
1: yeah. Was that someone from San Diego that was, or was that yeah, like I, a, a national I, publication? I assume it was a, a
2: publication. I didn't read it. I just heard that from Annie. So my source is my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's got cash of a hundred thousand. Oh, guess who?
0: <laughs> U.S. News and World Report is the one oh, that wow. said that we were the number one spot in the most expensive
1: places to live.
2: Okay, wow. okay, uh, we t- top the list. Okay,
1: so he's got. Let's see. All right, hundred thousand in cash. He's got sixty five thousand in wife's Roth. He's got thirteen thousand in his Roth brokerage account of thirty seven thousand. <coughs> Excuse me. He got twenty thousand dollars in the wife rollover, and uh, he's got a current retirement. To be transferred to the new 401k of $12,000. My wife makes $55,000 a year. I make 80 we are debt-free. Vehicles are GMC Canyon in Honda Tucson. Two cents. Okay. <laughs> Joe, drink some Keystone. Oh, you know me, brother. I'll drink some Keystone with you. Would appreciate any spitball about my new 401k situation or financial situation in general. But thanks, Advance, for your, your hard work. All right. What's he got total, Big Al? He's got, call it 250. 250, saving 50000 a year. He is a 29 years old, would like to retire at age what, 50 something, he said?
2: Yeah, 55.
1: At 55. Okay. He wants to spend $100,000 a year. Let's do some math for our friend Joseph. Okay, I'll do it too. $250,000,
2: you want to go six or seven percent
1: seven percent i like
2: seven percent and we'll call it let's just round it to 25 years huh sure so i get 4.8 million
1: i got (laughs) (laughs) 5.7
2: let's see 25 years seven percent 250s to start 55 yeah
1: 4.8 yeah 4.74 okay um, Sorry, good. I hit the wrong button or something. All right. Yeah, so yeah. 4.7 million. If he call it saves- five million, right? Five million bucks. Four times five is twenty. So he could pull out two hundred thousand dollars, hundred. I mean, yeah, I think he's on track.
2: Yeah, pretty I mean, pretty, pretty, back
1: pretty, of the envelope. I think if he could save fifty grand a year, I mean that's huge. Yeah. I mean, there's what percentage of that of their total income are they saving? I mean, eighty and sixty. Now, 50 divided by 1, 4, 0, 140, yep. 36%. Yep. I mean, that's a huge number, Joseph. That, that's giant. I mean that's, I mean, that's the key. If you could save 35% of your income, your gross income, not your net, right? I mean, you're going to be able to to be very successful financially down the road.
2: Yeah, 100% agree. And everything should go in a rush, 100%. Because at your age and the years that this can grow compound, that's what I would do. And I think Joe will agree a hundred percent with me. Everything that you can put in a Roth, please do.
1: Yep. Compound tax-free, 50 grand a year if you can do it. Keep pumping away. You just keep looking at it, monitoring it. We have a globally diversified portfolio, 100% stocks at this point, and then slowly, you know, take on a little little bit less risk as you get closer to your retirement date. and I think you're right there. He doesn't have to worry about some crazy distribution strategy from a tax perspective because everything is going to come out tax-free for him.
2: It's like you're done, right? You're all set.
1: Yep. Yeah, if everyone could call us, you know, in their 20s, and then we could fast forward 25 years.
2: And you have to be able to save 50000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> then we can help you. It's very <laughs> yeah. easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's the caveat. <laughs> uh, all right. Is that it? That's it for us. Andy, yep. wonderful job. Thanks again. Thank uh-huh. you. Keep your questions coming. We're slowly getting through them. Be patient. I think we still
0: have about 40 of them. So, yeah, definitely. Be patient is
1: key right now. But keep sending them in. We will get to them eventually, right? Yeah, we'll get to them. Maybe you just do a little bit longer episodes. What do we do? Okay. 45 minutes? Maybe we do 55. We can answer one more question a week. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. so. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Now, Al, when do you get back from Hawaii? Uh, In in about a week and a half. All right. Enjoy and we'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you next week, folks. That's it for us.
0: Calling out other financial podcasts, Springer Spaniels, Listening to Podcasts While Hiking Around San Diego County, Tito's and Crystal Light, Tang, Malibu Rum and Spam, Company Cars and Vans, Hawaii vs. My Studio, and Joe's Grandma Drinking Keystone in the derail. So stick around to the end of the episode. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends about the show and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our many offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making
1: a full and informed investment decision. Informative and entertaining. Much more on both fronts than other financial podcasts I've tried in the past. I wish that people start throwing out names. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, you
0: want to throw other shows
1: under the bus? No. I'm just, uh, you know, I like just to look curious. Just curious. Well, we don't
2: have to read them on the air just to know what they are, right? No.
1: <laughs> I'd like to know what, you know, our listeners are listening to besides what where the other information is coming from. Springer Spaniel. I can't. Help me Springer, out. Springer Spaniel. Springer <laughs> Spaniel. There you go. I haven't said that in a long time. Springer. Yeah, let's, uh,
2: after after the show let's practice that springer spaniel springer spaniel say it uh-huh. five times fast <laughs> yeah. well, you like hiking. to listen to podcasts <laughs> when you're hiking in, in the mountains
1: i've never hiked and, and never listened
2: to podcasts <laughs> <laughs> no i i know you listen to podcasts but yeah it's that's an interesting thing i wouldn't have thought of uh, and i like to hike but i don't really listen to podcasts when i do you go in the mountains i do hike in the mountains sometimes
1: no, yeah. I, no. What mountains are around here? There's no mountains around here, is there?
2: And San Diego? Well, there's Idlewild. Like well, that's Mount Soledad? Well, not in the, in, there's nothing in the city. You, you'd have to go to like Cuyamaca State Park. Yeah. would be okay. the closest. And then you could Laguna go mountains. to San Jacinto State Park. A lot of trails there around Idlewild. Big Bear, a
1: lot of trails around there. Where do you go, Andy?
0: Yeah, to Mission Trails or Cuyamaca area.
1: Laguna Mountain all right yeah crystal light huh i wonder if she makes the crystal light before she puts it in the titos or do you think she just puts the powder in and throws down the titos and that's the mixer how would you do it how would you do it i would probably just put the powder and then throw in the booze and shake it something like that (laughs) i used to i had a tang in malibu back in high school remember tang
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah like that the
0: astronauts drink
1: I think yeah, the orange kind yeah, of yeah yeah.
2: That's exact. That's how it was advertised. It's yeah. good enough for astronauts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be an astronaut. Uh, okay, got it. You started. Yeah, down.
1: so yeah, a buddy of mine would drink Tang and Malibu. Okay. Um, it's probably Malibu the worst. Rum? Yeah, Malibu rum, yeah. and I, I still can't drink Malibu rum today. The most disgusting. <laughs> well, it's, it's coconut. It's because you had Tang in it. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> we needed a cutter or something. Actually, really?
2: coconut rum is amazing, is but it... but not straight. I mean, you have to mix it with other fruit tang? cheese. Yeah, <laughs> not not tanked. Let's go. Let's go. My I'm thinking more mai tai, guava, passion fruit. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm thinking I'm gonna have a little Malibu tang and some spam. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: spam, spam is big in Hawaii.
1: Is it? Yeah. Well, the home is Minnesota, Hormel. Is that right? Okay. My old man was a big spam guy. We always had huge, just cans, cans of it. So you've got
2: quite a connection with the folks in Hawaii, then, I will yeah. say. Yeah. I'll just yeah. Bring some spam.
1: <laughs> You'll be <laughs> loved.
0: So what do you think of spam now, Joe?
1: I, I don't mind it. I can still Oh, wow. Eat.
0: I've yeah. never had it. So,
1: yeah, I could throw down some spam. Am, spam I, sandwich?
2: As a Are you kid, serious
0: I, about Tang Malibu rum and spam?
2: Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I used to love it. And <laughs> nowadays, when I looked at the ingredients, it's like, no. Stop for me.
1: Well, well, so you look at the, I suppose, being a vegan, you have to look at it, everything?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have to be 100% vegan, but that definitely is not something that's going to promote health in your body. I'll put that, it that way.
0: Come
2: <laughs> on. Sorry, spam fans, but I'm <laughs>
1: just telling
2: you. Yeah,
1: just rub some dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, Maybe grab <laughs> some leaves from a palm tree or fronds or a palm tree or whatever. Ever have but, a
1: company car, Big Al?
2: no I never got one but you know what boring or not it's free so (laughs) go for it I think that's a great car yeah my first
0: ever job in radio I had to drive the uh, radio station van I'd never Uh, driven a van before and you know had to take it to promotions and go get it washed and all that sort of thing and driving a a huge enormous van when you're like 18 years old you know was a little bit scary that was my experience with a company car
2: yeah I drove a van in Italy last year, which was enough to almost kill me, driving through <laughs> the narrow streets of Florence in a van with like seven people watching me.
0: <laughs> Cobblestone <laughs> streets, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then I also drove a van in New Zealand, which was an interesting experience being that you're on the other side of the street, right? You know, you mm-hmm. drive on the left. And so, yeah. So I think I'm good with vans now. I think I'm retired <laughs> from vans.
1: Is this van talk?
2: <laughs> it is. Got it. Yeah, just just... Uh, it yeah.
0: started as company car talk.
2: Got it. It did. But no, I never had a company car. Did you, Joe?
1: Um, I used to plow some snow, so I would have a pickup yeah. truck that had a plow on it, so kind of. When it snowed, I did, but... you Got something. it. Yeah.
2: Got it. Okay. I thought you were going to say the snow plow was yeah.
1: your company car. Yeah. Well, it kind of was, but it, it yeah. was a pickup truck with a, just a blade on the front of it. Oh, got it. Okay. So, Or kind of like a bigger... F-Ford 150, F-150. Got it. Yeah, okay. Big Al's in Hawaii. How's it in uh, the islands there, bud?
2: Oh, it's beautiful. Today is perfectly sunny, just lovely. In fact, I wish I was swimming, but I'm here doing a radio show with you, so I will get there.
1: Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sweating in this office (laughs) cave of a studio. Yeah. Yes,
2: guys. it is a small
1: Sandy, how did you, like, work in this thing? This thing, no window. You
0: put me there. You, you tell me.
1: <laughs> I think you picked it.
0: Oh, did I? Right. Yes. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, it was either that or the closet.
0: <laughs> it was a closet at the time. It was used for storage.
1: Nah, this, this room gives me the creeps. <laughs> oh, yeah. No keystone. That's what my <laughs> grandma used to drink. Your grandma? Yeah, she would pound wow. those like. make no you business. Come, you come come from a long line of drinkers, huh? <laughs> hey, my my grandma lived until like 90 something years old. She was smoking a Saratoga cigarette <laughs> with a little keystone light with a straw.
2: <laughs> you know, it sounds like it worked for her.
1: It did. It did. Yeah. yeah.